There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people, see if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Assemble. Hey everyone and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We're a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love of all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and at DizInsider.com. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by an amazing group of people. We have Sam, David, and Chris joining us tonight. So sit back and relax. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. This is the Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. Here we are. Here we are. We're we're back. Hello, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Sam, how are you doing? I'm great. Good, I'm great. Good. I this was a great episode, so I can't wait to talk about it. I only watched this one once, so I'm gonna. I'll probably be in the background this time. But we got some great people here that watched a lot more than me. And when you guys talk in your, in in our group chat, I just sit there and shake my head because I don't I don't understand who this person is or that. Might have my sons telling me who these people are. So it's great, David, Mister Blurred Hulk. How are you, my friend? Oh, fantastic! I I am super excited to talk about this episode. Where the Falcon Winter Soldier is going, like this, I'm 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 happy. This yeah. is like Christmas. It's a really really good show. It is not what anyone anticipated, for sure so far. And back this week, Mr. Yes. Chris Alardi from Disney done differently. And I said it right this time, right? I guess yes. right. Okay. And You're Airbnb welcome. and Airbnb podcast. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Very good. Uh, glad to be back. And couldn't have come back for a better episode than the one that came right. out on Friday. So Chris, Chris and Bill were not here last week um, because Bill Barry from Airbnb podcast and Chris were all together at Walt Disney World for the last week. So um, how was that hanging out with Bill and Barry? I know it's the first time you actually met them in person, correct? Yes. Yes. It was uh, the first time, Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you put three nut jobs together (laughs) and uh, we went our separate ways. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it um, looked like yeah, such a good time, man. The pictures you guys are posting, um, the uh, you guys stayed at the Polynesian, I believe, and that's one of the upper level resorts. There looked yeah. at, looked at, looked absolutely amazing. And um, if you guys don't follow Airbnb or Disney Done Differently, check them out. They have Chris does great things with food. This week he had George on from uh, who's a always uh, who's been a guest on Airbnb made the painkiller cocktail, which I thought was. Absolutely amazing, and it looks so good. So, shout out to George if you're listening. Um, yeah, that's it. We're gonna we got a lot to talk about tonight. Awesome episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sam, do you want to get right into the breakdown, or does anyone else have anything they want to get to before that? Mm. I'm gonna I, put I, one thing out there. One do it. thing. Do it. Two episodes in, we're about I don't know 90, 90 minutes. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much has been done in 90 minutes. Yep. I can't even imagine what's about to come. Yeah. And like David said in our group chat, you know, the fact that they're attacking real world situations right now mm-hmm. through through a Marvel movie and 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 tackling very, very important topics that are very front that are very present in the world right now. So I, 
this was this show was not anything I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just a kick ass. They're going to fight and they're going to fight, fight, fight. But I mean, it's deeper. It's absolutely. I, I, I absolutely am into this show. I just have not had time to watch it again. So they're adding let's... depth to the char- depths to, to the mm-hmm. characters, and it's amazing. It's amazing. No. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing Bucky in a whole new light, and I'm lo- I'm lo- everyone. Everyone's in a different light. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are not only giving us more comic nods and they're not they're bringing more characters into the mcu for us but they're also using it to shed light on some of the injustices in society like Mm -hmm. when veterans come back and they're kind of not treated yeah Yeah. they're not treated the way that we want our heroes to be treated Mm -hmm. um just things like that racial societal injustices they're kind of just showing them to you in a different light. And that's what we need right now um, yeah. for change. We need, we need to be in the media and to be just kind of like these characters that you're related, that you're relating to. And you like, you know, you're drawn to and seeing that they're experiencing these things too. Yeah. So that's I, hats off to, to Marvel and Disney for, for sure to do this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say that you know we played on uh, Walt's apartment on Wednesday night. We did we we played that TikTok of the veteran who was sitting yep. there drinking the wine, talking about just how bad you know vets are treated and stuff. And I've had people message me and saying, "Hey, thanks for sharing that." You know that was just so amazing and so true. You know, and people have messaged me and thanked me for you know thanked all of us for for putting that out there. And you know, like like Sam said on uh, on Wednesday, you know. So all you vets, you know, we're so thankful for all of you and thank you all for your service. And we're sorry you have to go through that crap because it is crap. You know, they should be treated like heroes. And you see a lot of that in this show, like Sam thinking, hey, I, you know, in the first episode, I'm I was a hero. I should be, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's this show's and really, then really the good. the very next episode, he gets almost arrested for that walking while black. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's just they're, I thought hit, this they're hitting I thought a lot. I thought the show was going to be more like um, like Lethal Weapon, yeah, the movie Lethal Weapon, yep. um, you know, where it was the 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 comedy that would be there, and yep. I was completely wrong. This is dealing with more grief than mm-hmm. Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different type of loss, yep. and then it's it's um, but it's it's definitely grief. That's what I'm getting from it. Related like to the, sure. um, the you know the the Post caps not trauma. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we want to dive into, do we want to do a recap or do we just want to do like we did last week and just go as we go? What, what are you guys feeling? Are, do you have a, a recap prepared, Sam? I mean, no? the episode kind of jumps all over the place. I yeah. can go a little let's bit. Just, let's just jump let's in. Just go. Let's just let's jump just into go. it. Yeah, okay. Because so it jumped just, around a lot. It did. <clears throat> it did. Yeah. So it, it opened up with, uh, you know, um, uh, Mr. Walker, Don <laughs> Walker, U.S. agent. You know, he's unzipping his jacket, getting ready. Uh, for in his you know, high school locker room, in mm-hmm. his high school locker room, getting ready to be introduced to the world as you know, uh, Captain America and stuff. The winners, I'm uh, not the winners, Captain America. Um, what I on thought, good was morning, America, of, yes, yes, on good morning, America. And what I thought was kind of interesting in that, in that locker room scene, they they did it, they did a good job kind of, um, <clears throat> really kind of showing and telling. Um, his resume and and showing some of his apprehensions and yeah. some and it could be and some of this could be hiding some you know like like with anyone like there there's even cocky people or people who are very arrogant people who are very 
you know, very, I, I don't know how you say, um, they have vulnerable sides and moments and stuff. And so we got to see a vulnerable, you know, like he's on, he's a little unsure. Um, he was stuff, insecure about it. Yeah. I don't, but I don't think that would last. I mean, cause you see him kind of adapt to it very quickly. But, um, but with that, you know, his, his wife comes in, his friend who we d- later discovers is his sidekick and stuff uh, <laughs> comes in, come, you know, Lamar, he comes in to play Battlestar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're giving this pep talk and stuff and everything else. And like, dude, you know, this is, you know, he was like, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't prepared for this part of the job where you're meeting, talking to Congress people, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. And, and his, his uh, partner reminded him like, this is, this is the job. This is part of the job and stuff. This is what, you know, basically he's saying with this. And it's true. What Steve Rogers had to do early on in his career, you know, the USO shows and everything else on top of doing missions and everything, you know. So, yeah, so they, they really, but it, it showed that the government had him in the, in the, uh, in the tank ready to go. So it, it really kind of gave, um, it really showed the gaslighting when, um, uh, when Sam Wilson gave up the shield to retire it. As you know, he, he believed, you know, and I, and I mentioned this in our comments that there's this kind of imposter syndrome. Like it, it's this, it's cap shield. He has this, he's this big, figure and stuff he's hard to follow and so when cap gave him that show he felt like he wasn't he felt he not only he wasn't ready but no one like should carry this mantle this belongs to cap so he said the you know he thought the he thought he was doing the right thing by retiring that shield and the government even said you did a great thing thank you for bringing the shield in and, and retiring it like you know this was you know appreciated accolades which was gaslighting because they had this dude you know they had Right. These dudes in the background training and waiting to take over the mantle. And all they were missing was the shield. And then we do find out later that after, you know, Bucky and um, Sam are kind of off together, mm-hmm. that Isaiah Bradley mm-hmm. was, at one point held the mantle. And that for Sam was like there was someone else. So it, it's not just, you know, our cap. Correct. It, th- this this is a mantle that is supposed to be passed on. Um right. And so now you can kind of see Sam is starting to have some remorse over that. Um, he He's undecided on whether, you know, he should get the mantle, whether he shouldn't have the mantle, whether, you know, he needs to just be done with it. Um, he's being very passive about it, and it's causing some grief between him and Bucky. It's definitely causing some rift between them. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Bucky, Bucky delivered probably the best line that explained – What's going on between him, them two, um, was in the therapy session after, and we'll, we'll, we'll pronounce it around after he got, after Bucky gets arrested for missing his therapy session. They have, you know, and then, you know, um, Walker managed to pull some strings and get Bucky released on the condition he does one last uh, therapy session. She brings Bucky as well as Sam into the, to the room to do the therapy session. And she has them do this with soul gaze exercise <laughs> right. where they have to kind of sit at each other and and first of all they're both like ready for this because this is their common stare contest they stare <laughs> each other down they've been doing this since civil war you know they there's no strangers to so like oh so gays yeah stare contest okay and so you know they turn and face each other and she's like get closer like you know get closer so they pull each other right in it's like yeah yeah and you see that back and forth and stuff but um bucky has a really raw raw moment where you know she's like tell tell him what you need to tell him and he's like 
why did you give up that shield? You know, Cap trusted you. He gave the shield to you. You know, tr- you know, Caps. We've you know up until now, we've always Cap was the leader. He was. We've we've trusted in his decision. We trusted what he stood for. We believed him with our lives, and he picked you. And if you're saying he was wrong about you, what does that mean about me? Then he's wrong about me too and stuff. And this guy is a kill. I mean, this is the Winter Soldier. He was a killer. Cap told him, like, dude, there's good in you. You're not this thing they Hydra created and stuff. And so this is that struggle that that Bucky was struggling with, and it was very real and raw. And it was in the short period. It was a short line. It Mm -hmm. really was, but it hit. It hit home. It was kind of cool. Yeah, that that five to ten minute scene is really it, it changed the whole episode of so much was going on, you know, with the the flag smashes and all of that and the action, but that scene, everything stopped. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and a friend of mine actually reached out to me and he said, because I've been talking about how it's the grief of losing Cap. And he said that he um, he grew up and his parents were divorced. And he related to it that because Cap isn't dead, but he's no longer there. And he treated it as what he went through when his father and mother separated. Yeah. And he, he and I was like, wow, that's a whole nother emotion that I didn't even think of because Cap's still technically around. Right. And <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> he's on the moon. Right. So uh, can, can we can we bounce back to the yeah. um, to back the to gr- so, Good Morning America? So so uh, yeah so Good Morning America you know he, you know uh, you know Don Walker you know he's on stage he's interviewing he 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 gives some great praise he mentions Doctor Banner and Tony mm-hmm. Stark and you know he goes down the tech of Stark and the strength of Banner and and you know but one thing he has that he believes is similar to Cap is guts. And, you know, Cap was never short of that, and he hopes he can live. I mean, he was given the whole, like, okay, this guy may be, may be, the, may be the real deal and stuff. You know, he was selling the audience and the crowd and stuff. I got to say, I love, I, I love, I love the, the intro. I mean, the band, with the band yeah. music playing. For, so for those who don't know, and I can't remember his name right now and stuff, but he's the same guy who organized the uh, all-star band for the movie Drumline. Okay. And they use that's, some of the same characters. I, I had that feel watching that. Actually, that's actually what made me mm-hmm. think of was watching that scene. Was this is just like Drumline? I think it's in the same place too, down in down in the south. Obviously, it, it looked in, like it's yeah. a, it was shot in Atlanta. It's Atlanta, yeah. So, yep. yep. so they, uh, so yeah, so they, so he organized that whole scene and the music and everything else and stuff. And I found out uh, because they they uh, they talked about they interviewed him and they talked about uh, some of the scenes and stuff. Um, when when uh, Sam, uh, not Sam, when John Walker walks runs out onto the fifty yard line, he gives the band leader the high five. Mm-hmm. That was not part of the script. He was no. doing he was doing his march and stuff, and they both accidentally just high fived huh. each other and stuff. He and he he saw it and they just went with it and then did the high five and they kept it in the thing and stuff. And he went out to go do the interview. That's with, cool. Um, with uh, I can't remember her name from Good Morning America and stuff. Who played herself? Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was good. She went over and you know the the host went over all of the stuff he did. He won the uh, Medal of Honor three times, which is no one done, not even Cap did that and stuff. No one won the Medal of Honor three times. Of course, honestly, if we're being fair, Cap should have won the Medal of Honor like 12 times concerning <laughs> what he's done for the world. Right. But anyway, he, he tested off the charts. I think they're going to kind of 
because he's right now, and we'll talk about the truck scene. Uh, we weren't sure when that interview if he if he was a super soldier or not. He's he's not, but we can talk. I can talk. We can talk about that when we the truck scene. But the fact that they had to study his body and because he was testing off the charts, he was. I mean, amazing accuracy. He was, I mean, they sent him in and he led in countless missions that were successful. He was like, he is Mr. Soldier of Fortune, right. universal, amazing fortune, you know. And they, you know, I mean, so we can talk about whether or not he's a super soldier or not. And I have my own little take on that. But. Just the, uh, what you were saying with the band, um, the name of the, name of the episode is the Star Spangled Man. Star and that's the song that the drum lines are playing which is the song that was from the original Captain America when he's being showed from the USO and all of that. Nice. So I like that little tie-in. It's Easter. Easter's coming. So the Easter yes. eggs, uh, you know. I'm They're all over. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so yeah, so there's that scene. And then we go right into, um, uh, is it Sam, Sam and Torres? They're, they're kind of gearing up for a mission. Uh, Bucky, you know, first of all, we actually, that's the Bucky watching this unfold on TV and you see the kind of the pain and like the, just the sadness on his face as he's watching this sitting on this floor in his lonely empty apartment and stuff, you know, watching this new person take the mantle of captain America where he knew it should, it should be a Bucky. In fact, so much so he went to go talk to Sam and I'm sorry, it should have been uh, Sam. Uh, Sam. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. He, so he went to go talk to Sam and Sam and Torres is preparing for a mission, they they found a location where the flag smash flag smashers are going to be at and stuff, and so they're prepping for that. And then here's Bucky, you know, right there in Sam's face, kind of um, like, "Dude, man, what, what, why'd you give up? Why'd you give up the shield and stuff?" He's like, and you know, Sam tells like, "Dude, you don't think that I broke my heart watching that too? I was right there too and stuff." And they kind of, you know, they go into their little back and forth and stuff and. And he's like, I got bigger things to worry about and stuff. And that's when Bucky's like, well, what's bigger than this? This Captain America, this is his shield. And he's like, right. and then he goes and tells him about the mission. You know, There's these flag smashers, you know, they're moving something. We don't know what it is. I got, you know, I had Red Wing out there doing recon for me. And and Bucky and hates Red Wing. He hates, <laughs> he hates Red Wing. Absolutely. And so it's like, I don't trust Red, Red Wing and his intel. Well, we're going to go find out if the intel's true and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, I'm coming with you. He's like, you know, no. And he ends up coming with him and he's on the plane and stuff. And and they get, you know, more banter back and forth. They, they go at each other. You know, they, they start out on the plane with the staring contest. Again, <laughs> they're just sitting there mean mugging each other. And then they see them both sit up, you know, kind of look like, like they're going to, like, what you going to do? What you gonna and, do? you know, Sa Sam's always the one to call him out and be like, why are you staring at me for? What are you staring <laughs> yeah, for? Right. It's like, you're staring too, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're both in this together. We're both there. They're like brothers that way and stuff. So, but, so he's like, you know, um, and he was, so Sam's getting ready to prepare to jump out and stuff. And he's like, you know what, what's the plan? It's like, don't worry, don't worry, Buck. He's like, don't call me that. Only Captain America. But kind of a little dig on Sam and stuff. And, but anyway, uh, so he's like, you know, Captain America had a plan and stuff. He's like, I got a plan. I know I, I got a plan and stuff. He's like, all right, well, what's the plan? And then that's where he jumps out of the airplane and stuff. <laughs> Don't say and anything, then, he just jumps out there. Yeah, yeah. Be and then you know what? Sam had his plan. 
Mm-hmm. Bucky was not listening to that plan, though, because, I mean, Bucky ends up jumping without the shoe because he's going to yep. be fine. And um, Red Wing leads him to where he's got to be mm-hmm. up north. And basically, once they're in that warehouse watching the Flag Smashers, Bucky is doing everything Sam asks him not to do. Yep. Like he's going completely against Sam's plan, which was just added. It, it added a humorous effect to it because we needed that after, you know, things had been kind of intense. For sure. So comic book book nod do you think we'll see torres by the end of the show yes. okay my, my <laughs> yeah. theory my theory yes. is we will see torres pick up the falcon mantle because falcon will become captain, captain america, america. Yes. yeah yep we kind of see that. I mean, just in the trailers, you see that because you see Sam gets the shield back eventually and is training with it. So we don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen, obviously. So something and changes. you see how Torres is very, he's very excited by Falcon's tech. Mm-hmm. He like, and he yes. wants to, he wants to talk about it and stuff like that. And he wants to know what it's like. So I definitely think that we could go that direction. And I, I would love to see that. Um, let's talk about the Flag Smashers. So we see it. <laughs> yes. Carly Morgenthau. Yes, yes, which is Carl, uh, the original Flag Smasher, which is a person, not a group in comic books and stuff. So I love that they they gave her that I have a question. Do you think it could be a daughter, or do you think it's just them replacing it as a female character? That's a good question. I don't... So they're, they're known to do replacements and to modify things. I... They don't really. I have not seen them do um, like add children, right? Yeah, yeah. To to to, and then there's an additional deeper backstory and stuff like that. I think if we would have heard Carl's name and then some more history, and then we get Carly, then I I, I think that I think that so it's like a substitution. Um, before we get into Carly, can we talk? Okay, so when we were at Isaiah with when they were with Isaiah Bradley, mm-hmm. grandson. Do you think we will see the grandson take oh, on Elijah? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You think so we'll pa- see him become Patriot? Patriot. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. He's, part of young, he's part of the Young Avengers. Stuff. Yeah, they're I setting mean, up those Young Avengers hard. I, they well, can't just deny go, it at this stage. Just, yeah, just go through the next shows that are coming out and just okay. pick out the Young Avenger from each show. <laughs> so you got yeah. Eden Wicken, you got Patriot, and then you just go down the line. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they're no, going to yeah. be all there. We won't spoil it, but they'll reveal it when they reveal it. We'll tell you. And they revealed it in the history. They never came out and said, yeah, this is uh, uh, Elijah Bradley and stuff, uh, Isaiah's grandson. What they, they did shows, like, he and they purposely made him answer the door. And we, so we know that the grandson does pick up the mantle and stuff. And we also know the grandson, like, you know, just through his birthright. So, uh, so Isaiah got his powers because they were testing the serum to try to replicate Cap's formula and stuff. So, and they, they did it kind of in the vein of like this Tuskegee Airman. So they took, they rounded up 300 black people to do these experiments and tests on with the sumo serum. Almost all of them died. But, you know, Isaiah and Isaiah emerged and he managed to get cast power. He was a super soldier. They had him do missions. They had him, I mean, they had him fight. Uh, secret missions, covert operations, lead teams. They even gave him, and there's this, there's this back and forth about um, 
the comic book version versus MCU version, I say listen to the MCU version because that is canon in these movies in this universe. Mm -hmm. They gave him the so they gave him caps. Um, stuff when Cap was frozen in ice, they put him behind enemy lines to go fight the Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier was ending America at their ass. So they gave him the Captain America's uh, everything he everything they had, dropped him behind enemy lines. He almost annihilated the Winter Soldier. He took half of his middle arm for the story in the MCU. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and for that, for that, when he came back. They locked him up because they were not prepared to give him the full mantle and made it get publicly known that he's the new Captain America. So they locked him up. They put him in jail for, what do you say, 30 years? Yeah. 30 years. And for some people, uh, people ask me, like, because he also sold, he, he cast blame at Bucky's people, which was Hydra at the time, um, that your people, too, were also um, operating on me and, and coming into myself. And the truth was, like, he was never captured by the enemy. Hydra infected Shield and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So they were so that's how Hydra would have had access to Isaiah and stuff for those who don't know. So when he was in American and when he wouldn't be in a regular prison, I mean he's super Mr. Super Soldier. He would be in a lockdown special shield facility. And where Hydra both Hydra and you know the uh, the Americans are operating and experimenting and doing all kinds of things for 30 years on this guy. So, I mean, I, that was heartbreaking to hear. You can see the anger. I love dude's acting. You can see the anger in his face. Like I, he, now it just was, it was so, it was so raw. I, I loved it. It was, it was, a, it was amazing. It was and, really well done. Yeah. 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 So and not only just well, acting wise, Bradley was, uh, he's an amazing actor and he portrayed that great. But uh, kudos to Marvel because that storyline is not as old as the you know the original Captain America Winter Soldier. That's a newer storyline, which has yep. yeah, and and done amazingly. And the way they just they placed put it, it in perfectly, there, yeah, they placed yeah. it perfectly yeah. in the timeline. They did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great point, Chris. So we can jump back to the Flag Smashers and Carly because we're at that amazing oh. truck scene. Yes, so. Bucky was ready to get off the leash. He didn't want to wait anymore. The trucks were pulling off, and we get we get we get a uh, kind of a, a resemblance of a, a civil war, where you know Bucky and, and Bucky's out running and uh, running away from Black Panther and stuff. He catches that truck with ease. You know, he jumps on in there and then he opens the thing, and he automatically sees that what they were loading and they were stealing was medicine. Where they're going to deliver, yeah, vaccines. They're delivering vaccines for people and stuff. And then they thought there was someone in the in, inside that was a hostage. And you know, and he's like sitting there talking to Sam, like found the hostage. You know, like, hey, are you okay? Like, you know, you know, poor little girl and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, poor I, little girl. <laughs> yeah, I love her smile. Like she said there first, like pretending to be all meek and shy, and then she hit that smile. Like, oh, let's do this. Kicks him through the door onto the back of the truck, and this is where the epic fight scene begins. You know, uh, he gets pulled up on top of the roof. She jumps up, boom! Super soldier. You get young. First of all, the kick itself shows that she's a super soldier. But then she jumps up, and then you see all the other super soldiers who are climbing up on there, and they're all fighting. And then in comes Falcon, and they're getting. I'm sorry, they're getting their butts handed to them. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're kind of being. 
you know, they're matching pace for pace, but they're getting beat. And then in comes, you know, Captain America and his boy <laughs> Lamar, his sidekick, and says, come in with the shield. And I, this is where I got to get, I'm, I want to be all hateful to John Walker. Um, but I have given kudos and stuff because he handles Cap Shield pretty darn well. He, he, you know, he was kicking butt with that shield and stuff. Um, and he even did the good guy thing and stuff. He even saved Lamar uh, when he fell off the back of the truck, you know, because he's not a super soldier and, you know, scooped him up with the shield and stuff. But with that said, you know, he is definitely not Captain America. He whipped out the gun with the quickness and blew away one of the the super soldier guys and stuff to save, you know, to save uh, his his uh, sidekick and stuff. Um, and he and then once the shield was gone, you know, he obviously promptly got his butt handed to him as well too, kicked on the back of a car. Uh, right. Sam ended up rescuing, you know, once her soldier who was up underneath the eighteen wheel, and and they rolled off after after that fight, and then the flag smashers managed to pretty much get away. After and Red Wing got. Like oh my! Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Rest in she's to Red Wing. Yeah, yeah. He got, she, she he got got that And Sam's like, you know, you love that. <laughs> it was. I, I hate to bring it up, but that was the way Bane broke Batman's back. Yeah. That's oh, the way she broke that. Man. Oh man! <laughs> yes, she jumped in the air like Michael Jordan, grabbed yeah. Red Wing out of the air, and then smashed it over yeah. her knee, broke him into pieces. It was. And, oh. The scene before when Sam's looking at the, I don't know, I refer to like football with the quarterback that has yeah. that sleeve yeah. for the plate. That tech was amazing. Yeah. I was yep. like, I oh, want to yeah. see more of that. Yep. yep. Can I ask you guys a question? Because there's something I don't understand. So all these, all these people are super soldiers, correct? How did they become super soldiers? Are they the same way that Captain America is a super soldier and Isaiah is a super soldier? Or is it just they got the serum or what? Did we well, know? Let's, go, let's go into this. So they they, okay. they hint because we can talk about this because they actually hint about the power broker. So the power broker, his name is actually gives away what he actually is. Uh, they've been they've been both sides of you know good and bad, whether it's U.S. government or you know uh, counter uh, government or group and stuff, trying to replicate the super soldier. So we have all these different weapons. You know, we have weapon. 10, which is Wolverine Weapon X, sorry, the, the okay. Roman numeral 10. Uh, Hulk was a part of the weapon, you know, they're weaponizing. Um, Steve Rogers, well, he was part of the weapon uh, the weapon trial programs. They got weapons, uh, you know, I and J. So they have all these different weapon programs because they're all trying to replicate Sherman. They just don't get it right for the okay. most part and stuff. And so, like, so Power Broker managed to get his hands on the serum and he in the comics he would make people pay a very heavy price to you know to get endowed with these his powers and stuff we don't know how power broker is going to play out here we don't even know who the power broker is we all have our theories which we can kind of talk about here in a second but i think we all think the same person too thunderbolt ross yeah we all think thunderbolt ross (laughs) so this brings for me this brings more of the hulk story into the mc for me hulk always kind of sets the movie with uh, um, Ed Norton, always kind of set on the outside of the MCU, even though it is actually a part of the, the multiverse universe. But this, if it is Thunderbolt Ross, it does bring it in a little bit more because Thunderbolt was absolutely, when he made Abomination, he was testing the Super, so- the super Soldier Serum on him and just kind of it didn't work. So he turned into the Abomination. Abomination. Thank you. 
So yes, yeah, so this brings that in. So he could, so it could be Thunderbolt Ross um, that he is the power broker, but we don't know. But but that's what the power broker do. He gives people powers, and there's a price. We don't really know what that what that is. And so, but he's text, not happy. The power broker is not happy with Carly. No, no, no. He sent her a text and says, "You got what you took from me. You know, something from me. I'm going to kill you." For right, it. Yeah. And we so, see at the end, you know, mm-hmm. she basically lets one of her flag smashers sacrifice herself so they can get away or sacrifice himself so that they can get away. Absolutely. So um, the scene, so we're at the scene where the uh, uh, the new captain, well, Bucky and, and Monster Soldier are walking. But, you know, they're trying to walk to the airport to get back on to catch your flight on, you know, the military plane. And then here comes... John Walker, smug ass. John Walker and Lamar, um, they you know they pull up in their army jeep and stuff. It's like, hey, you know, come on, get in. They ignore them and they're like, come on, man. It's like twenty miles to the airport and stuff. Like, just get in. So they get in and he's like, hey, introduce myself. Like, I know you guys. You know, you know, you know, you know, Bucky, your your Falcon and stuff. Sam, you know, we're on the same side here and stuff. And and they and and Sam was like. How'd you find us anyway? Like, you know, he's like, what the, how'd you show up anyway? Well, you know, uh, Red Wing, Red, they, Red Wing is technically government property. Um, he is modified and with goes, Star Trek. I'm the government. Eh, shut up, John Walker. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and we tracked him. So, and I'm the government. So that's how we found you guys and stuff. And so, but he, you know, and then, so he's like, okay, I know who you are, but who are you? And talking to Lamar, and he's like, you know, in, in this world and stuff, you got to tell me a little bit more than that. And then he says, I'm, I'm Battlestar. So smugly, so convincing, so, you know, so with confidence and stuff. And then that's when Bucket's like, okay, I'm done. Stop the <laughs> Stop the down car. Let me let me off this ride because this is this is now dumb. We're in Looney Tunesville. Battlestar, really? Okay, <laughs> all right. So Bucky gets off, and then they continue to have conversations. Like, look, man, I, you know, uh, Don Walker's like, I need you guys. We can work together. I mean, I, you know, I may be Captain America, man, but you know, I, I, I need, I need his wingman. I mean, he, he actually demoted. So just so you know, Captain America never considered um, Falcon his wingman. Falcon was his partner. Uh, Falcon was a person he didn't met. He treated them equal, just like all the other Avengers. There's, there's, I mean, they dubbed Cap the leader just because they trusted him. But he was never, he never treated anyone as second fiddle. And so when uh, the new Cap called Sam the wingman and stuff, he was like, "All right, I had it. I'm done." Yeah, he's it's, like, it's always yeah, that I'm, last. It's line. always the last line. <laughs> always that last line, man. Oh. I see, see what you think of me. So, so he gets off the ride and stuff, and then that's kind of where they kind of part. What does he need a, a sidekick for? He's got Battlestar. No, he needs to be rescued. And that's the thing. I was waiting for Battlestar to be like, "Hey, man, what's up? I'm right here." What you? But he, you know, that that scene didn't take place. I think Battlestar no, knows. I think Battlestar's a puppy. Yeah, he knows. His he knows. He's long for the ride. That's yeah. why he gives himself a cool nickname, Battlestar. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, he is in the comic books. He is. Yes. He is. He is amazing. Little backstory. He was a part of the um, the old urban, urban commandos, and he used to have the nickname Bucky. Which uh, the, mm-hmm. the old urban commandos, it was a, a black elite uh, group, and Bucky was kind of almost like a slur. 
That's why he changed his name to Battlestar. He didn't want to be called Bucky no more and stuff. Um, so he created his own uh, superhero identity and stuff. So there's a Bucky and Bucky that are right there, you know, facing off with each other and stuff. But he's not, you know. And I, so, like, to me, though, that was, hey, we've got two Captain Americas sitting here and we've got two Buckys sitting here. Yep, yep. And yep. only one of each can Is persist. the real deal. Yeah. Yep. One's the real genuine thing. Yeah. So, and it's not so, John Walker. That's, can we that's, talk about can we talk about how US Agent plays into the comics cuz some of our audience may not know about John Walker and US Agents other than what they've seen in the show. So US Agent is the hardcore ver- he's kind of like um I, I if I well I want to do cross comic blends, but I, I think it keeps pace with people who watches uh, Superhero TV. If you look at uh, uh, Homelander from The Boys, if you guys know who that is, you guys ancient kind of have that kind of cockiness, and he's a little bit like Punisher. He's very brutal, and he's very good at what what he does and stuff. He's in very. He's probably a Leo. He's probably a Leo. He probably is. He probably is. He's not. He's definitely not like Cap. Um, he he is prepared to do what he needs to do to win. Um, U.S. agent does have a, he's a super soldier. He does have the the super soldier serum and stuff. And he's not a he's not afraid to spill blood for America. He is very. Um, if you had to rate the scale of patriotic uh, to be uh, one. You're not a fan of America to 10. I will do anything my government tells me to do. No questions asked. Cap is not a 10. Cap has a moral compass that guides him. So he's in the middle. U.S. agent is absolutely a 10. He, he will do what he need, needs to do. Stone cold killer. Yep. He's an assassin. So If he yeah. had to be, he would be. Yep. So, and he has been. This is why I'm always I'm kind of leery about uh, you know the new Captain America and stuff because I understand the the character John Walker and and who he is. He has all the accolades now. We see all the good stuff, but just like with anything, you can only hide. You can you know before the real mask comes off and stuff, and you get to see who the actual person is. And we got to see a glimpse of that after, and we'll, we'll talk about that after. He's kind of an ass if you ask him out me. of jail. <laughs> oh, he is. He yeah, is. He's, they kind of try to make you feel bad for him in the beginning because he's nervous about being the guy. And then by the end, you're like, I really hate this guy again. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn, you know. Remind you of someone from WandaVision? Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly who we hated. <laughs> yeah. He has that Hayward energy and stuff. Too. Oh, exactly. oh, come on, Hayward. Poor Hayward. <laughs> it's that, it's that, Poor Hayward. It's the energy. I think it's the drinking. I'm sorry. It's good acting. Why do I feel bad for Hayward? I shouldn't. So, so the next scene is definitely uh, when um, they go, you know, Bucky's like, I, I have someone I need you to, to meet because they're, they're still talking about caption. Well, there's the scene, but there, there's the scene before that where they're, the flag smashers get taken in by the people. Is that in Germany? I believe it is. Or yes, whatever. Oh, they, it they, was in right. Germany because they, they said yes. Fitz Morgan. And I said, I know what that means. They take them in and they, yep. they, uh, they house them or whatever. So yep. what's behind that? Is there anything behind that? Or is that just yeah, a setup so, for something? So here's the, here's, here's what, and this is where I can kind of akin to, it's really the eye, the lens you see this world through. Um, it's kind of like the, the star Wars thing where you have, the, you know, you have the empire and then you have the rebels. rebels yeah. And okay. the rebels believed in, their cause they were actually doing good work and we did too because we went along with you know the skywalker saga piece 
of the rebels, but then there's the mighty empire. It's the same thing. The flax masters are set up to look like the rebels They're they want, and they, and they're, you know, they saw the world, what it was after half of the, the planet disappeared. Most of the people who were in power were gone. The whole world was unified, no flags, no boundaries and stuff unified into in this trauma. And they saw a different world and stuff for that five years and stuff. And they really, they were able to help each other and to, you know, to, it was more about the survival of the people versus, you know, territorial, individuality, all this other stuff. And so their cause is to go back to that. They, they had a taste of that and they're not prepared to just accept that the people who come back, those who were in charge, everything else gets to keep and maintain their mantle and and and, and their positions of power and go back to dividing the world, the world and everything else. So what happened is they're they're out there helping people who they're stealing, they're taking from the people who have the most resources and giving it to those who don't. And so that's why they're calling them Robin Hood, Robin steal from the rich to give to the poor. Yeah. So there's a very there's a very sympathetic. Um, uh, storyline behind the Flash Smash, Flash Smashers, which is done purposely. So, and which we, at some point, I think we're going to have to, in um, our, you know, have to make a decision and stuff because it may not be like the bad guy is a bad guy. The good guy may not actually always be the good guy. And it's John Walker. But we'll see, we'll see how things unfold and stuff. But right now they're being made out to be like the Robin Hoods and stuff and, and they're helping people and then people are, are opening their homes to them. You know, the guy was so proud to have the Flash Smashers come into their home. They they made them this weird dish. I'm not, I, yeah. And they, you know, they gave them a room and really nice beds. And, and they're like, and they, the first thing I told them, like, we, we support you. We will, you know, we, we're loyal to you guys. You guys are like, you guys are the Robin Hoods and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so yeah, so they 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 have a big fan following and stuff. Um, despite okay. what the government thinks, you know who these you know terrorists are. And I think that's what makes them such a threat to the government. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the government right. doesn't they're, like to be threatened. They don't want the freedom. people to. Yeah, they they government wants to be in control. They don't want the people to have the control. Yeah, freedom fighters. They're, yep, they're freedom that's fighters. Where they want to be. That's perfect. Yep, Chris. They are free. Yeah, freedom fighters. Yeah. So, so now we, we move on to yeah. Baltimore. Yes. Then we go. To, we get to Baltimore, and this is where uh, Bucky, you know, brings uh, Sam to the doorsteps of Isaiah, um, Isaiah Bradley, and you know, they, and you know, his grandson answers the door, and he, and the first thing, this is the part where I, I kind of. I kind of jumped and squealed like a little a little kid because we knocked on the door and the kid answered the door. You can't really make them out through the screen, but Bucky said, "Is Isaiah here?" And I'm like, "No way! They're doing a storyline." I was super excited. I'm like, "Isaiah Bradley? Is it? We're gonna talk about the Black Captain America and stuff?" Like, no freaking way! Marvel's doing this, and they and they did. You know, he, he's like, "Tell him it's Bucky," and from the you know they talk about the, was it the Korean War or the. Yeah, I think it was the Korean War in the in the fifties and stuff, and and to, and he explained the, the, this particular mission that I was on, and so the, so the grandson's like, hold on, came back like, yep, come on in. I didn't think he wanted to see you, but he did, and you know the grandfather comes out, and it's like I needed to see for myself, you know, because um, you know he you know that mission was the mission he was talking about where he fought the Winter Soldier and he ripped off half his metal arm and stuff. And he's like, I just want to see if you grew that arm back and stuff, and it looks like you did. 
Um, and Sam, he's basically like, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks, I mean, he looks fit for a grandpa. I'm, yeah, he does. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's standing pretty tall. And I mean, buff. when he threw that glass, yep. it yep. sticks in the wall. And then Elijah's like, yeah, Elijah's like, you need to go. So Elijah, when he, we know that he's, uh, you know, in the storyline, the Patriot. Um, Some of us did he? Well, okay, sorry. Sorry. So he's Patriot (laughs) in the comics. Um, Did he? So basically, if you're a super soldier, can you pass that on in your DNA? So this is where Elijah comes into play. He is the proof that he got uh, the powers passed down to him. And so, so that it was in the blood. It was kind of okay. what. So it becomes part of your genetic code. For, for, so for, for this particular case, it did. So okay. super soldiers, yeah, worked in, in that manner. Go ahead, Chris. So um, not to jump, but I, right before that, I think was another pivotal um, point um, in the show that was done amazing. Um, when uh, they're walking to the house and the kids are outside. Uh-huh. The funniest. They, hey, it's Black I'm, Falcon. So, uh, he, so you're, you're saying it's funny. I'm like, finally, someone just put it out there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just Falcon. And the tie-in that I actually went went back and reviewed, that Falcon is actually the first African-American superhero that w- did not have the name black in Absolutely. his title. And I was like, look, this is, this is the, what needs to be taught. And that's what we were talking about in that chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, if everyone else can just jump, I thought that no. that scene was written amazingly and done, um, done gently and sent home a, a huge point. At least it resonated with me that way. Yeah. Sure. David, was it you who so, sent the uh, the Black Falcon and the White Panther? Yeah, <laughs> it was the, the the story. Yeah, the yes, I I did send that. that was, there's some relevance behind the 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 White Panther and stuff as well. Well, but yeah, we were talking about um him at Wakanda too. As uh, White Panther is actually a real superhero. He's actually T'Challa's adopted white brother. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, but they but they changed that when Suri called. Bucky the White Wolf, so he's mm-hmm. he's the White Wolf instead of the White Panther. But um, yeah, no, that that it was point. So Sam Sam Falcon was so technically he he was in the storyline. He is the first, but technically the way the written comic books is, he's second to Power Man. So Luke Cage was actually before before him. Oh, okay. So, but but he was the first in the story arc of the universe and stuff of Marvel and stuff when he when he came came about. But um, no, no, I'm sorry, I got it backwards. In the writing, Power Man was first. Wait, how did I get this? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Falcon was first in the writing. First introduced as a as a black character with the name just Falcon, not black in front of it. He came out before the the Power Man because Power Man was way back in the in the day and stuff. Luke Cage, for those who don't know who Power Man is, and stuff, that's Luke Cage. 100% right. And, and it was very, I laugh because I, I, I find the response, the response that Sam gave to the kid was, was uh, I loved it and stuff. Because when he's like, you know, to my dad, you're, you're, you're the Black Falcon. And so, you know, my dad says, you're the Black Falcon. And he's like, is that right? He's like, so, so what does that make you? Black kid? Like, am I supposed to 
especially as black kids. So the, for me, I thought that was funny because that was a very short conversation to wrap up what that, what that there, there's this thing around, you know, black superheroes and black characters and stuff like black Panther and stuff. And, and it doesn't matter across, uh, across genres, black lightning, you know, um, it's just, you know, that thing that was black was kind of put in front of your name. Like that was a necessary mar- moniker and stuff. And especially back in the sixties, because there was some backlash about like, you know, it's always hyphen something where there's hyphen hero, hyphen American, you know, like African American, it can't be just American. It can't just be a superhero name. There was that you had to title it with black as if that, you know, was uh, a subversion of, you know, there's, you know, Superman and there's black Superman and stuff. Um, say later chains or retcon to president Superman, which is that's DC. We don't talk about, we don't need to talk about that stuff, but. But yes, it is absolutely a very real thing that Marvel tackled and they addressed. And I like the way they addressed it. Was and it was short and into, sweet. Yep. Yeah. And it leads into, you know, black Captain America. Well, he was just Captain America. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. And that's that's where I think it tied in for me, at least. And I thought that was a great message being done. Uh, we talked the writing, the directing. Um, this is superb. Absolutely. Of uh, what's being done. I mean, there, there, there's, um, there's all kinds of stereotypes, and 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 I love this series for a lot of things and stuff. Like they really are bringing forth about. They're talking about racism. They're talking about race in America. They, they, they talk about the veterans and how they're treated and they, mental health, mental health and stuff. And they, and not only that, I mean, behind the scenes, they're still doing amazing. We have a, we have, for those who don't know, we have a, a female director who directed all six episodes. And to me, episode number two was the best episode I've ever seen of, of a Marvel property that, that was on TV and stuff. I, I loved it and stuff. And the fact that it was a woman director behind it. And now I know people, you know, yes, we've always had women directors and stuff, but we've always, I, I think I, we've always had um, people who were like, well, if women can't direct action movies or understand from a male perspective or do this and there's there's that weird a stereotype that no one would talk about they just accepted that that was the case and it was and the fact that Marvel's like no that's a bs stereotype in fact we can yeah. just prove it we're, and and one of the things they said we're, we're gonna hire the best per, and this is what kevin feige said when he talked about these shows we're gonna hire the best people didn't matter if they're black or white or man or female, male or female and stuff. We're hiring the best people, and they proved it by doing that. And they and, and the best person who happens to be for this series was a female director, and I loved seeing that. I, I loved I loved it and stuff. There's some extra for me. It's just an extra thing that's to celebrate and stuff. So um, yeah, that is one of the big things we try to focus on in Dizology, um, which is another podcast that I co-host, but. We are always looking for when Disney or Marvel get it right. Um, for example, we're always saying, like, you shouldn't put a multicultural movie out without having people from different cultures in the leadership positions. We can't just have, like, a white man do every single thing. Like, you have to have a diverse panel on everything you do because you have to be showing, like, not only are you showing the rest of the world that you value 
all genders, you're, you value all races, you value all walks of life, because as a company, that's what Disney and Marvel need to do. But you're making the most informed decisions by giving buy-in from people in those communities. So I think they're doing an amazing job with, um, with that in Marvel right now and in Disney, like um, Luca and I know Raya, they had people from different cultures um, mm-hmm. leading, leading their teams. And that's the direction they need to keep going and they need to make mm-hmm. sure that they're getting buy-in from the right communities. And I think in Feige, like what you just said, getting the right person, I mean, she has the experience. She did La Femme Nikita. And you want to talk about doing action and, you know, really dark drama. I don't know if everyone else has seen that show, but that that she's doing that again. With, with this she episode, knows how to, the, yeah. Uh, she knows how to create a. Her name is Carrie Scogland. Yep, Carrie Scogland. Yep, Carrie Scogland. And <clears throat> she knows how to show a bunch of badasses yeah, for sure for sure she, she can take a script and bring it to life with all oh, yeah. of the nuances and depth that it needs and stuff yeah. and she and she's doing that now i mean it's 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 amazing i'm loving the storytelling piece of this and stuff and and just to kind of pick back up where you know when they um they leave the they, house when they leave the house and stuff um we immediately see you know we see a cop car comes and you know guy you know the cop is fidgety Focused, focused only on Sam, hand on his holster and stuff. Um, you know, asking for his ID. Who he is? Like, what? You know, why? I'm give you. And the second cop car comes and stuff, and and he's like, and you know, Bucky's like, let's just get Bucky's perspective. Like, this is a nuisance. Just, just give me your ID. Let's just move on and stuff. And Sam's like, no, I know what this. This is two cop cars for me. Like, right. he, he, he's that. Like, no, I have a right to just roam and exist. That's what that was. That interaction was and stuff. What did what crime did I do? Commit and stuff like what you know. So there was two people arguing. There's, That's all yeah. it was. There's two people arguing each other. Then all of a sudden, all that happens out of out of nowhere. And and, and that was very eloquently portrayed because yeah. that I mean that is something that would happen. Like most, I'm not going to say all, but most white men haven't had that kind of injustice. So. When he uh, so it wasn't until um, the another cop came and whispered in the cop's ears, and he's like, "Oh my god, like, oh, I'm sorry, Mister Wilson. Like, I, it's an event. You know, you're in a, you're the Avengers and stuff. Like, it was it it he was just another you know black guy and stuff. It would that hostility level would still have been at that all time mm-hmm. high and stuff like that. Yeah. But because there's a little bit of celebrity and stuff to it, um, it's like, oh my God, I, I, I'm sorry and stuff. Where he could have kept that energy the whole entire time through the whole process and stuff. But but it still showed that. It showed that. It was like, oh, you're oh, you're famous, you're adventurous, blah, blah, blah. And then I really love the, the, the dynamic they, they showed between the cops handling. Sam and then how the cops approached and handled Bucky because the guy came up like, excuse me, you know, Mr. B- you, know, you know, Bucky Barnes, like, um, we have, we have a, warrant, a warrant for your arrest. warrant for your arrest and stuff. And he's very sympathetic. And, and no. Sam, you know, came to his defense. He's like, no, he, he's been pardoned by the president of the United States. And so he's like, well, you know, I'm sorry, sir. You know, addressing Bucky, like, you know, you missed your therapy session. It's like, you know, being on probation is a violation of your parole. <laughs> 
And I'm sorry, I have to put these handcuffs on you. He gingerly puts them in his handcuffs and he escorts them to the back of his car and stuff. Uh, versus, you know, where, you know, some of the things we see play out where you get takedowns and cops are like, stop resisting. And then, you know, putting a battle just to, you know, put people in cuffs and stuff. It was very, it was handled very differently. Than Honestly, Bucky didn't give a shit either. Yeah. Like my French, but Bucky yeah. was like, whatever. Yeah, Fine, basically. arrest me. Uh, he, so he goes in the back of the car and stuff, and you know, and and they drive off, and then that's where we get, you know, we end up at the police station. You know, that's where that scene kind of unfolds and stuff. Um, you know, Sam shows up because you know, regardless of their fighting or whatnot, that's his. That's that's his boy. Yeah. He's an Avenger. He shows up for his his friend. Thankfully, um, Captain America is there though to to bail him out though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John Walker. I oh, know he, he knows America's people, so. hero. Yeah, I think he, he even did. did. Didn't he do a little douchebag point to himself? Like, yeah, oh, he did. No, he did. this yeah. guy. Oh, this guy. Yeah. This guy yeah. goes. Yeah, he, I guess that you feel bad from the beginning, kind of. And then you're like, dude, just you want you want to punch him again, you know? But yeah. so episode, smug. He's so smug. Yeah. I don't like so, the, it. so yeah, the therapist shows up, and then you know, obviously, John, John, and her has a relationship. They did missions together and stuff like that, you know. So Sam's like, "Oh yeah, you guys know each other." He's like, "Yeah, we work in missions and stuff." Bucky and Bucky comes out, and so you know, John Walker's like, "Well, I'll be outside, you know, I'll be outside when you guys are ready and stuff." And so he goes outside, and then the ther the therapist comes in, and is like, "All right, come on. The condition of your release is you have to do one more therapy session with me." And he's like, "Sam, you too." And then they drag him. He drag. They get both get dragged into a. A police uh, interrogation room to do their final therapy session, or Bucky's final therapy session. So. <laughs> I thought they brought Sam into it just because he was there. He, he like, was come there. on, dude! <laughs> come he, on, dude! He, You're coming. He was, <laughs> he, he was there. So, um, but it it was it was, I, and that's where we, you know, we, I know we talked about this earlier, but that's where that real moment came. Yeah. Of of you know uh, Bucky, you know, telling Sam like. Dude, like if if you know he was wrong about you, that means he could be wrong about me, you know. And that was like his. You can tell um, how Cat felt about uh, Bucky was his saving grace. That what was holding him on from devolving into you know because he has you know all those Shuri from Wakanda deprogrammed him and got rid of a lot of that. Um, he still that, has urges. That Hydra but he, yeah, and he has all the memories of everything he did. He that's stuck. He can't get rid of that PTSD. That's right. with him. So he has to relive that. And so and that's why he asked his therapist, "What was rule number two? Yeah, don't <laughs> hurt, hurt anybody. anybody. Don't hurt. Don't hurt anybody." And, stuff. But, and um, he's like, "Huh? I, okay." Yep. 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 As he was as he was leaving for his final session, rule number two. <laughs> Basically, that was like that's out the window right now. So. But then we get to go outside and see awesome Captain America again. Oh God! Yes. With his buddy, whoop, what's his name? With his his Battle Star Galactic or whatever his name with is. With his cop car lights, <laughs> like could you yeah. be any more annoying? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So then he makes a final plea for them to join forces so they can, you know, fight the good fight and take down the flag smashers and do all this. And they 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 decline. He's like, "No, we oh, good. We good. We're, we're good and stuff. We're not gonna, we're, you know." And and then he's like, "All right, well then, stay the hell out of my way and stuff." Kind Ooh. of issuing this, you get to see the little uglier side of, of things. It's like, but they don't need him because they're going to visit someone else. Yeah. Right. Oh, I do. Oh, there's a line in the show that was happening after the the, uh, 
big rig scene when they were in the in the in the grass walking and stuff about uh, Bucky suggested we should jump jump um, Walker and take the shield. And just and Bucky was dead serious. He's like, "Yeah, let's, let's just jump him, take the shield back and stuff." Like this. he was ready. He was ready to throw some throw some elbows to go get that yeah. shield and stuff and stuff. But yeah, so I don't remember what was the scene after the car. I mean, after they, they, they they're, they're gonna... walking away and they're saying they have to go visit someone. Yep. And he said, "You really want to be in a, in a room with him?" Ooh, that's right. That's right. And then it transfers over to, or where is it? Germany? Was it Germany where they went to? Um, yeah. And so they showed, you know, this, uh, this secret base, prison base and stuff. And you're seeing, you're going down the cameras, the halls, and you see that Chris, you know, there's a little number that yeah. was on, on a certain so, cell and stuff. You want to talk about that? Sure. So uh, his cell number is uh, 2187 which is the same uh, cell number for Princess Leia in Star Wars A New Hope, which is also, if you put the FN in front of it, is Finn's number as a stormtrooper. So uh, that was a huge crossover Easter egg that uh, I'm a nerd. A little nod nod to Star Wars and stuff there. Um, There was a a, a 1987 issue, uh, Captain America, that, that had Zemo. In it and stuff, so there there is that, but I don't know where the two one comes into play and stuff. But I got the eighty seven part. Uh, there there's an episode with Zemo. So, but but I love the the nod the two one the two one eight seven with the Princess Leia and stuff. That you heard it here only on Marvel Tribe, folks. Just so you guys know. And stuff. Yep. Thank there you, go. Chris, for that finding yes. that Easter egg. But yes, this is Zemo. This is Baron Zemo's uh, cell. So even he's a bad guy, it, right? He is. He is. Okay. He's he's part of the the conflict with uh, the Civil War, where okay. he managed he, he to get was... the Avengers against each other. And right. Stuff. Okay. I remember that. But now he also he let he reveals everything he knows about Hydra. Right. So he knows everything on the Hydra side, and uh, Sokovian reports. Uh, if you tie both of those together, well, you have a, your whole story of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think I don't want to start this whole you know tunnel, but there's got to be a tie-in to Black Widow from yep. because remember this show was supposed to come out right after Black Widow, right. correct? Right. So I'm just wondering if there's a part that I have to pay my extra thirty bucks to make sure I see <laughs> Black Widow to find out what t- next week's episodes about. <laughs> You're gonna yes. pay about five hundred when you fly out here, so it's gonna gonna cost you more than than thirty bucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that's kind of where that that's where that ends and stuff yeah. is just on up on uh, Zemo's cage and yep. we we all see in the trailers we see him out we see you know Bucky and him have an interaction and you know Bucky ends up you know this trailer for months you know him dropping these bullets and stuff we we're thinking there's some kind of something's going to happen so i think we're going to see that in this next upcoming episode what what that what that was about and okay. but right now we know he's locked up so so let me ask you guys this real quick before we before we end sam when do you think sam takes so takes the shield and become what episode there's six episodes when do you think he becomes i'm going to say episode 4 okay how about you, Chris? Episode five. Okay. David? Six. Oh, at the end? Yep. Okay. All right. 
I have no idea, so I'm not even gonna make a guess. So I just I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Um what did you guys think of this episode? I know David, you said it's the best episode you've seen of any Marvel show on actually on TV. So Which is two, I, I mean yeah. WandaVision and this. Yeah. Um Chris, <clears throat> what what do you think um, of this episode? It this episode made me think that WandaVision was an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it really uh, just got us started and got us thinking. And this, this, I, I, I'm blown away because I did not expect this show to be the as deep sure, as, it, sure. as it is. Um, so I'm loving that. Something for maybe for next week. Um, if everybody, the end credits. Um, you know how we everybody always wants to see that that next clip, but the actual end credits that come up. There are a bunch of hidden messages in there, um, yep. right? The the golden monkey is the one that stuck out to me, and that ties into uh, Hawkeye and all that down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole. So maybe next week after we see another end credits, we can touch base on that a little bit. Absolutely. Of course. Sam, what do you think? Monkeys remind me of Mystic Manor. <laughs> and... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no, that was there's my there's my Disney spiraling brain. Um, I did not think that anything would ever compare to Wandavision, mm-hmm. and I was wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I I didn't think anything was going to make me spiral as much as I did. I mean, at one point, I was like, wait, if we have Carly, then could we have Demolition Man, and could we have the thing? <laughs> like, I was just going crazy. Oh, but love it. But Red Hulk. Red Hulk. (laughs) But I'm just like spiraling. But I I love that it is giving us more things to talk about and it's introducing more characters into the MCU. And I'm super excited for the rest of the journey that they're going to give us. For me, I, you know, I I thought WandaVision because of my love for Wanda. I thought there was going to be nothing better. I'm not going to say this is better. I think it's just as good. Um, This episode for me, I... I, I don't know. I, I I look at it differently, and I and like I was talking to before we went on just about the realness of this, of of how it's it's attacking issues that are in our country right now that are always there, and 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 I'm, kudos to Marvel for doing that, you know, to for for bringing that to the forefront. I mean, last week this was the highest watched episode show ever on a streaming service. Yep. You know, so I mean, they're doing something right, and I'm sure this it was probably just as good this week. So it's. I am so excited about this show. I love this show. It sucks there's only six episodes, but I am on board. I can't wait to see what ha- what happens next. Um, do any of you have anything else you want to add about this this week's one, episode? One last thing. Sure. Um, one of my favorite, um, since you guys having me here, um, the last episode when David eloquently uh, described the ship of Thaddeus, right? And you, did, you broke that down. Um Maybe White Vision could come and fix the ship for Sam's sister. There you go. Oh. There you go. I'll tie that in. No, okay. he, he could. He absolutely could. I mean, he, he's going to need a job. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we also know Vision had a job enough to at least buy a house for his girl. White Vision, I don't know what he, he didn't what even buy the house. He just bought the lot. Bought the lot, yes. He wanted White Vision all the yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who does the bank come after? Do they come after White Vision now for <laughs> right? For the loan? Why does it got to be called White Vision? No. 
exactly. <laughs> spectral, spectral, yeah. spectral vision. Yes. Well, all right. So, well, David. Oh, go ahead, buddy. No, 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 no. I no. just it, it was great. I'm, 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 I'm strapped in for another roller coaster yep. ride, uh, and I'm ready. So this yep. is fun. David, where can we find you on social media? Man, you can find the Blurred Hulk <laughs> almost everywhere. Anywhere I mean, you look. It, oh, man, anywhere you look. I mean, I'm on Martha Stewart. I'm on Fox <laughs> News. I'm on CNN. I'm at the car dealership. He's I'm on like Good Morning America. Yes. I'm on the Good Morning America. I'm under your bed. I mean, Whoa. If, you're, Whoa. If, you're, if, you're old, if you're old enough, I'm under kids' beds. Or anything. <laughs> um, no, but for, seriously, I'm on you know, Twitter. Um, you know, <laughs> TikTok, um, on Facebook, um, on Instagram, Bird Hulk. Just look up yep. Bird Hulk. Um, I love interacting with people, and I, you know, have if you have questions. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just a fan who love Marvel stuff, just like everyone else here. And different. I think uh, I think we put you up against anyone when it comes to expertise. I'm not I'm, I'm not too worried about that. So I, I think you do I mean, just fine. If there's if there's money on the line. <laughs> Like Jeopardy style, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm having fun. This is this is amazing. Man. Good. You, I can't. This crew I'm with, I I tell myself every time I I am extremely lucky and blessed to, to get the opportunity to talk Marvel, right. to talk shop with these beautiful people who are on with me and stuff. So this is awesome. Thank. You. Well, we're lucky to have you, Sam. Where can we find you? Um, all over the world. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Clubhouse, Clubhouse, um, Dizology Podcast, yep. all over the place. Yeah, and Mr. Chris Alardi, thank you for joining us, brother. You know you're always welcome here. So whenever you yes. want to be here, you just you're always welcome. So where you're can we stuck, find man. you? You're with us now. You're stuck. Where can we find <sighs> you? You can find me on Marvel Tribe. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Look at we yeah, just claimed you. Heard you. It here first. you heard it. We claimed him, and he's staying. It's a, so, and uh, thank you because uh, my childhood is getting, you know, I, I get to relive it and I had a great childhood. So I'm proud of that. Thanks to my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of uh, the people that I've met. And you guys definitely are great. Uh, Wednesdays on YouTube, Disney done differently. Uh, just cooking some food a little differently from Disney, mm-hmm. my passion for food and the parks and the mouse. And then on Thursdays at 8 o'clock, um, the food correspondent for the Airbnb Disney podcast with Bill and Barry. Absolutely. And you can find me at waltzapt.com. I do have an Instagram, but I rarely ever go on it. Um, you can go to Walt's Apartment Podcast Instagram and probably find me there or Brianna, who's doing all that stuff for us. I do want to do a couple shout outs this week um, on Walt's Apartment, the live stream on a Wednesday night. We're going to have Joey from Disney Universe Podcast, who awesome. uh, ha- has been a really good friend. Uh, he was a really good friend of the DCast and was a huge was was right there the day that Chris passed away, was right there reaching out to all of us and was just an awesome Awesome, awesome guy. And we've always said, let's do something, let's do something, let's do something. We finally are going to do it. This Wednesday, he'll be on. We're going to play a game. I'm um, going to call it Hot or Not. I don't know. You think about that. Wanda. Hot. <laughs> right. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, so, but anyway, Sam, David, Chris, thank you guys for doing this with me. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for listening to us. Um, make sure you listen to all of our shows. You have Dizology, you have Marvel Tribe, Force Friday, Extra Magic Hour, the Disney Beat, all that stuff, Airbnb, Disney Done Differently. Listen to everything from all of us, from all of our shows. We thank you so much for joining us every week, and we will see you all next week. Have a great night. Oh.
You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.